0: Welcome to yet another anime podcast. Just who the hell do I think I am? I'm Ninja Boy, and I'm yet another anime podcast host. Whoever it's been well, it's been a while since the last episode. Apologies for the delays. Life's been busy between work and other podcast projects, and while I had planned for this delay to some degree, I probably didn't do a great job of communicating that, so apologies for that. Uh, instead of a full episode this week, we'll be doing a mini-update on what's in store for the podcast for the rest of the year. So this coming Friday, uh, and over the weekend actually, from the 19th through the 21st I believe, uh, is the Convention of Anime NYC taking place here in New York City. I've actually been approved for press pass uh, for the event, so I'll be there covering the event in two separate ways. Uh, One is by making a cosplay video. I walk the floor with my video camera and basically get Footage of people in the cool costumes that I see, uh, showcasing all the creativity and effort um, that they've put into it over the year uh, for these costumes, and I end up uploading that to YouTube. Um, I've actually done, I actually did one of these about a month ago for a New York Comic Con, um, and I've done one for every Anime NYC since the first one since I've been to every Anime NYC. Uh, The second bit of press I'll be doing will be something a bit new for the podcast. Um, Thus far, I've recorded all the episodes from my desk in my apartment with a script I've written out in ahead of time, but this time. I'm going to be taking you live to the floor with me. Uh, I'll be keeping an audio diary of what I see and what I encounter and try to snag a few interviews with other co-goers so that you, the listener, uh, if you're unable to make it to, to anime NYC, can live it vicariously through this podcast. You'll be hearing that, and so because of this, you won't be hearing that on our normal first and third episodes, obviously, uh, or first and third Fridays of the month. Obviously, uh, this is the, this is coming out of, on the second weekend of the month. Uh, so, you know, instead, we'll have that on the uh, fourth Friday of this month instead. So we'll be doing second and fourth Fridays for the rest of the year. Uh, yes, this does happen to be uh, Black Friday, you know, the, uh, ho- the Thanksgiving holiday. Um, you know, obviously, I can't record the anime and release the Anime NYC episode uh, right next to, like, before Anime NYC actually happen so but hopefully this means that while you're at home with family you know uh, if you ever need a break or you know maybe need to listen to something on the flight back to flight or drive to and from uh, wherever you're celebrating Thanksgiving uh, you have something to listen to on the break um, you know being this podcast Uh, that of course means you know again I can't do these normal first and third episodes so we're doing second and fourth Uh, this extends to December as well Uh, for the first episode of the month which will be taking happy coming out all goes according to plan December 10th uh, we'll Have our last regular episode for the year Uh, with the live action Cowboy Bebop adaptation releasing this this coming Friday as well on the nineteenth. I'm planning on doing an episode, granted you know a little bit late from the release, uh, about live action anime adaptations in general, potentially even looking at uh, just kind of like anime films in general from the year, Um, and specifically I'm going to dive a little bit deeper into the Cowboy Bebop adaptation specifically. Uh, who knows maybe I might also talk about the Ruvoni Kenshin movie which I believe should also be on Netflix um, we also do have some news about live action titles from Netflix such as a 2023 Yu Yu Hakusho adaptation as well as the casting of the One Piece live action cast which came out I believe earlier this week which top notch casting if I must be saying uh, if you don't know uh, you know, even though they all take place in a fictional world Oda you know, the oda san or Sensei the uh, manga of One Piece has a QA and a panel or a Q&A column and he basically gave an ethnicity to Eats of these straw hats if they were on Earth, and they actually matched that uh, casting uh, for who it would be. So I believe you know, um, you know, Luffy would be someone from Central South America. Um, you know, Zoro would be Japanese. Uh, you know, Nami would be Swedish. Usopp would be um, um, African, uh, and. Um, and I believe uh, um, Sanji was French, um, and so they actually cast people of those of those specific ethnicities to be the the main straw hats for this live-action adaptation, uh, which is, I think, really well done, so you're yeah, looking forward to that. Um, anyway, uh, aside, so, you know, obviously, December 10th, we'll be talking about the live-action adaptations of anime, uh, hopefully more on the good side, less so the Dragon Ball Evolution bad side of it. Uh, and then on the final episode of the year, the 4th Friday, December 24th, yes, another holiday episode, uh, we'll have our final episode of the year where I do the second annual Ye- Yet another anime award show um, where I give out awards for the top anime of the year um, which you know if you've been paying attention I do my anime of the season awards now this may give a little bit of a preview for who I'm considering to be anime of the season for uh, the fall season since technically it won't be over yet but I think I still have a pretty good idea Uh, I'm starting to put that list together now Um, I also might do a little bit different and you know do a top 10 list uh, for the anime of the year across all seasons um, as well as some other categories still a work in progress we'll see let me know what you want to hear on the uh, for the awards So uh, from there, we'll return to our first and third Friday episode, uh, Friday releases schedule into the new year, uh, looking back at the fall anime season uh, for the first episode of January, which I definitely do need a little bit of catching up on over the holidays to make sure I finish in time, um, and then the first impressions of winter 2022 anime season for the other episode in January. And then looking just a little bit further into February, you know, I'm not so sure exactly sure when this will be, likely the first episode, but um, I'm planning on doing an episode looking at the filmography of one Mama. Hosoda um, because there's a more than likely chance that his uh, newest film Bell uh, may be nominated for the Best Animated Feature Film Award for the Oscars. Um, and you know in general I have wanted to look at his filmography for a while so this would be a good excuse to do that so you know what's coming on the pipeline for the podcast that's what's what coming out from the podcast for the rest of the year but you know what? Let, let's let's catch up real quick why I've been watching anime for this season and the answer is pretty truthfully I haven't been watching much anime like I mentioned I've been working on another podcast project for my in your know, school's alumni association and uh, it's also the busy season for my industry that I work at my day job um, and again also you know if you know my other podcasts that I work on uh, award seasons are coming up uh, and my Oscars Face podcast is starting to, to ramp up into gear so I need to start Watching the an- the award season films starting to come out around this time period, so what little free t- time I've had for watching media has been going to there. Plus, you know there've been some banger uh, blockbusters coming out. You know, um, you know i'm looking forward to watching ghostbusters 2 coming out i watched the first two ghostbusters in anticipation for that um dune's been super great i watched the eternals mixed feelings on that I'm looking forward to spider-man and matrix which i also need to go back and watch the matrix movies as well um which i guess i could potentially fit into my live action adaptation anyway anyway um that all Anyway, that all basically tracks, uh, all of this is to say that, you know, no, I have not been watching a lot of anime uh, since the last episode. Um, it does track kind of from last year, though, where I was pretty busy around this time last year as well, and I actually reused an episode from another podcast I do about the box office, uh, where I talked about the Demon Slayer box office success. I just reused the same audio I recorded for another episode there, so um, this kind of tracks that. This is definitely my, my busy season when it comes to content creation. So, you know, but, you know, to catch up, though, as of last episode, I believe the only show that uh, from the season that I hadn't yet debuted by the time I recorded it uh, was Komi-san Can't Communicate on Netflix was a two week release delay from the Japanese TV broadcast. <laughs> Honestly, I really wanted to like it. Um, so much about it was really good. Um, the score, specifically, I think was the best part of it, but you know, the animation by Studio OLM really stood out, and it just targeted the heartstrings in a really emotional way. In fact, if I didn't know better, um, I think I'm, I might still be watching it. Now, the issue, though, comes down to Netflix's subbing system. Uh, the way that Netflix has their video player te- technically set up, they can only put text translations at the top and the bottom of the screens in a single font. Um, maybe the main dialogue is along the bottom, and then, you know, there's a song in the background, they'll put it across the top, or maybe background dialogue that's relevant to, for the listener to you know, they'll put that up there as well. Um, that... the and the the issue is though that Komi-san is very much a text heavy series, more so than the average anime series, I think I would say so. A lot of the gags, a lot of the characterization come from on screen notes. You know, as if it were, you know, a manga panel where, where they do this where they have kind of like notes written out about the character, uh in you know Kanzi on, on his page, um they carried a lot of that over onto the onto here where they're describing this particular character with all this text next to him. None of that's translated, right, in the Netflix adaptation. Similarly, you know, the whole premise of the show is that Comey can't communicate verbally but she is able to find that she can communicate with this particular main character through writing on the chalkboard and you know while they do uh, you know translate some of that chalkboard text um, unfortunately what ends up is that a lot of the small nuances uh, small of the small exchanges don't really get translated um, only like the really main large thoughts of the stuff um, and you know that said and, and while I could get the gist of what was being said across it was still very distracting for me who you know is Somewhat of a completeness to some degree, where I want to understand everything going on and all the all the all the nuance. Uh, it, and 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 there is, I'll talk about this a little bit later. But you know, if if I'm not aware of, the, of that, I'm missing something. I'll I'll be fine. But the fact that it was just it's just sitting there in front of my face and I know it's important. It's not that important, but it's still something I want to know to add to my understanding. It just does It just yeah. It it just makes it not very more distracting than enjoyable for me. Honestly, um. No, I, I I looked for I don't normally look for fan subs not because I have anything against fan subs right I used fan subs way back in the day it's just I think I'm at a point in my life where I want to be supporting the official releases more than anything else um, but I, I looked at the fan sub and they put a lot of effort into actually translating all of these small things and I could tell there was a lot that I was missing um, you know again I get there was a technical limitation for the Netflix video player so I can't really You know, well, one I guess there is here. There's an argument Netflix could slash should update their system to be able to do that. But for a billion corporation company, I don't think that's the biggest of their priorities at this point, right? Um, It's just off putting enough for me that I'm probably not going to be watching Komi-san this season. Unfortunately, I may go back and read the manga. I've heard it's pretty good. At least the early chapters, later chapters have had a bit of a mixed uh, reception. Now, that being said, again, I want to be clear that, you know, while I'm not going to be watching Komi-san because of this Netflix adaptation, I'm not in the camp of people who are saying Netflix should not have any anime at all. Um, you know, I first off, I don't think that's going to happen. Netflix kind of smells the blood in the water like a shark. Um, there are profits to be made in anime at this point. So they're not going to walk away from that. Uh, so, you know, to some degree, it's kind of like, vast and like, okay, we might as well get used to it. It's going to happen, right? Um, you know. And you know, we also have, and, and to, to underscore that, you know, in addition to adu- announcing the live acts and adaptations of like, uh, you know, Yu Yu Hakusou we, ta- we talked about a little bit earlier, you know, there are other shows coming out. Aguetsuko Season 4, uh, The Orbital Children, second season of Tiger and Bunny, After 10 Years, a spin-off of Kakegurui, and many more. So you know, this is not going to stop. Secondly, though, it may be more of a spin-off of the first point. I think it's funny that a lot of people who have been saying that they want more competition for Funimason and Crunchyroll, now that they've been merged into a single company under uh, Sony, um because you know now there's a monopoly for streaming anime in the west um a lot of these people want to see competition that they've seen but then they're like no wait not like that when netflix or even disney plus announced that they were going to be getting into the anime game next year um they didn't want that and even funnier those same people were the ones who were like oh yeah this anime tube app is completely a scam right like there's no way that this you know this should happen um you know and this could potentially happen just because the business is so complicated like for better or worse, right? anime is a multi-billion dollar industry at this point. No longer the domain or purview of niche enthusiasts as it was in the 70s, 80s, 90s. Um, and the ones who are going to be able to compete at scale with Crunchyroll and Funimation are, unfortunately, or fortunately, or whatever it is, it, better, for better or worse, it's going to be the other large, size, slight-sized corporations. And smaller companies are going to have a hard time uh, fitting in unless they go for a really niche market. So, you know, I, I find that kind of like an interesting observation. Uh, third, I don't think this is inherently means all Netflix, all animated Netflix touch are going to be tainted, so to speak, right? I think this is a bad matchup between a very text-heavy show like Komi-san uh, and a streaming platform that doesn't have that subbing technology, where you know that kind of subtitling would be very crucial to enjoying the show. Um, but I don't think it means all shows that Netflix puts out are going to be or, or touch going to be bad. I mean, B Stars is probably the best example of this. Like B Stars, honestly, is a, is is a great show that a lot of people really enjoyed. Um, but you know, it, 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 that, that's a Netflix production. Violet Evergarden's another one, um, and I don't think that it, it means it's bad, right? Most Netflix anime are not originally made for Netflix. Most of them, like I've talked about on previous episodes, are actually licensed anime that air on TV that Netflix picks up the scans for. Now, I will talk about in the last point that, you know, there's a debate about translation, but you know, it's not like if they're, that they're messing with the production in that regard. And if they are involved in the production, it's likely that so wouldn't have gotten greenlit at all, and so they're just adding more to for the ecosystem, where which, you know, if maybe it, it sucks if it's your favorite manga that got adapted and it's not exactly what you like it, but is there any reason to believe another studio would have done it potentially better or worse? Who knows? Or would have gotten Greenland at all if not for Netflix, right? Um, now, fourth, you know, this uh, you know, kind of a spinoff of the previous point, number three. Again, a lot of criticism that Netflix subtitles aren't up to snuff by some people's standards, and they, quote, grossly misrepresent what's being said in the, in the air. Now, I'm not a professional translator, but... A lot of people who I've seen make this claim tend to be the kind of people who want an exact literal translation of the Japanese, you know, it's it's kind of like when someone says uh, which, you know, translates roughly to I'm sorry, but then they use some other text which has the same tone of like being regretful or 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 of, of, of not necessarily apologizing, um, but you know, still kind of being in that general area and then they don't but they don't say specifically I'm sorry and people are like confused. right? Or people complain about not using honorifics or whatever right um and sir you know that that could be done but i think again the you have to think about who the audience that Netflix is going after here for hyper invested anime fans which presumably if you listen to the podcast you are a hyper invested anime fan so this probably applies to you you know the you want to have that kind of nuance and that that cultural uh specificity right but if you have you know if you want, if you end up having a more broad audience who doesn't get all of those, there, there's it's a question of trans. and This is the eternal question of all translation, not just of subtitling, but even of books or of other of, of film or whatnot or whatever else. Um, you know, how do you translate something that has cultural specificity for a culture that's not going to have that cultural specificity? A pure literal translation with all of that, all that cultural subtext and nuance, you know. In the time constraint of how long it takes for a phrase to be mentioned on screen, you're not going to be able to get all that on screen in a in a feasible manner unless you're pausing every 10 seconds. As an example of this, right, let's take an example outside of anime that came very recently on Netflix, Squid Game. Uh, obviously, it's a huge internationally, but it's also about criticisms because of that success, right? In Korean, you know, the Korean language, uh, there is a, you know, basically you conjugate words differently uh, to denote whether you are speaking to someone superior to you at the same level of you or, or you know, below you in the social ranking, right? Uh, Japan has something very similar where, you know, there's, there's casual Japanese, but then also business Japanese, right? Um, similarly you know like in Japanese where you have honorifics like san, sama kun, chan dono and so on um, you know Korean also has that and not just you know honorifics but entire words that refer to specific relationship that aren't that you know may roughly translate like for example um, using the word hyung basically could refer to uh, you know an elder brother type figure but not necessarily someone who's specifically related by blood right um you know, just someone who looks out for you, right? And that's like a cultural specificity that's not going to be easy to convey in, you know, a translation, in a, in a subtitle translation, right? So, you know, well, getting too much into spoilers. Within Squid Game, there's a character who is lower in the social ranking, and he refers to another character uh, initially uh, using the formal form of uh, conjugating the word, the, the 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 polite form of conjugation, and also refers to him by uh, I believe the the term uh, "smida," uh, which basically translates to. Um, you know, a a a boss figure, right? And and they translated it as a subtitle as boss, right? However, you know, over time as they become more familiar with each other, he changes the way he conjugates his uh, words to be more casual, more you know, that they have a personal relationship, and he shifts from using the boss term to using hyung as a as a term, right? Um, and so you know, the 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 this this character who previously had a higher social status at first didn't like the the boss you know translation but he didn't tell him to not call him young and you know again not getting into the the spoilers of the so go watch squid game it's great um you know it at very climactic moments this interplay of you know cultural hierarchy and how they refer to each other adds to the, the characterization and the emotional impact of certain moments so okay i watch squid game with subs i don't understand korean You know this is something that i learned because of the debate that's come up afterwards and you know, some people might say that you know, if you didn't, if you don't understand Squid Game when you watch, um, you know, Korean when you watch Squid Game, you watch an entirely different show. You didn't even get what was the whole point was, right? I think that might be a little hyperbole for the clickbait, but whatever. Um, does that mean now that I see Squid Game as an inherently inferior product because it didn't translate ever to that Platonic ideal? Do I think it's you know no longer a great show because of that? Hell no! I I mean I think Squid Game is a great game. Me and my wife are going to be cosplaying Squid Game at Anime NYC, um, as I'm sure many others will be. Um, I I got so much out of it, so narratively, directorially, thematically that and, and that's why it's been such a big success. Even if I don't have all of that cultural specificity within it. Same thing, you know, with Parasite a couple of years ago, right? I'm sure there's a lot of cultural nuance I didn't understand watching the film the first time, but I could still get why it's so great and why it won Best Picture. You know that that one in subtitles that. That Bong Joon Ho spoke about, you know. Now, you know whether or not you say whether or not the, the, whether or not it, whether or not that that success and that being great and well seeing is because of or despite the translations is up for debate. But suffice to say, Netflix and other big media companies, if they hadn't taken the leap to stream these foreign language media in the West with subtitles at all, I would be lesser off not having had that experience, right? And you know, I can't fully that because of that, I can't fully condemn Netflix for at least trying to translate some of these, even if they don't get all of the cultural nuances right. Or even if, you know, even with komi san they can't translate everything on screen, right? Um, you know, maybe they fall short because by our standards as entrenched anime fans, because we know the effort that can be put into it by fan subbers. Um, and it'd be sort of what we'd like, you know, they say that happiness is, you know, expectations minus reality or whatever, right? Um, if your expectations meet your reality, then you're happy. If your expectations exceed your reality, then, you know, you're unhappy, right? Um, but that said, as if you're an anime casual fan who didn't get all of this, who didn't understand any of this, like I was when I watched, you know, Squid Game and didn't understand any of the, the nuances when it came to Korean culture and so on, I don't, you know, I don't think you can... Lessen the that this the fact that it's getting out there of two these more casual fans is a great thing because it broadens the funnel of people who might potentially be anime fans, right? Um, and maybe some gatekeepers may disagree, but whatever, fuck gate, gatekeeping. Anyway, that's my thoughts on the whole Kobe thing. You know, I may not be watching it again myself for my very specific reasons, but again, I can't, I, I don't, I, I think for those who don't mind that level of translation that they're providing or for those who might discover anime later on and, and discover anime because of it later on, I can't fault Netflix for, doing, for putting it out there. And, you know, I'm, I'm down for them to continue this anime experiment of theirs. Anyway, as far as the rest of the associate season, I'm similarly behind not somewhat dis- disappointed in Blue Period. Ironic, I just spent a time kind of defending Netflix, and now I'm saying I'm not watching the other Netflix. So um, I think it's because it's adaptation, which again, not because Netflix was involved with it, just the adaptation in general. I feel it's not, it's a little bit too quickly paced, doesn't have the impact that I've seen from the few panel the few chapters of manga that I've read. So I might just stick with the manga for that for the foreseeable future. Um, the other three shows that were maybe on going into this season were uh Chukino Laika, Assassin re- Reincarnation. As an aristocrat, and this is on Ghost Game of all things. Uh, those three actually have been exceeded my expectations, so I'll probably be keeping them with, well, at least for a little bit longer. Uh, looking forward we have uh, Black- Blade Runner Blackloader which actually premiered this weekend I haven't had a chance to check it out yet um, as well as Jojo Part 6 uh, which you know I have, I'm not going to have time to watch all the other Jojo stuff ahead of that um, and then the next arc of Demon Slayer in December um, I did miss on the My Hero Academia movie in theaters and will likely also pass on the SAO Progressive films when it comes to theaters here um, you know uh, though I will again try to watch Bell when it comes to theaters uh, in person um, you know, here in New York in January. I actually got tickets I think to watch the anime NYC, uh, but because it's at the same time as the Squid Game cosplay meetup, I'm not gonna be able to go see Bell unfortunately. So they will ha- have to wait till January. Um, on Netflix, we have a Gretschko season four coming out, which again uh, I already mentioned, but I should be able to binge the first three seasons to catch up to that. Uh, and the film Super Crooks. Uh, speaking of anime films, I'm also gonna try to watch uh, Bubble Up Like a Soda, which is also on Netflix. Um, And, you know, try to catch up with some other shows for the Yet Another Anime Awards show from earlier this year. Try to maybe include some Dongwa, Link Click, and Ancient Girls fame, as well as, you know, anime uh, Sunny Boy, Vanitas no and Realist Hero from the past season of uh, Summer. Uh, The latter two also have a second season coming out in January as well, so good reason to check out with that. Uh, Hopefully, I'll have time over the Thanksgiving holiday to just veg out and watch all this anime I'm sending myself off to try to watch. Anyway... Okay, that's the, it for this mini-update for the podcast. Uh, if you're going to be in an Anime NYC, hope to catch you there. Um, otherwise, hope you uh, tune in and watch uh, watch the video I put out and listen to my, my special episode next time. Um, let me know how you're feeling about this season of anime, whether you're doing a better job than me and Watson keeping up with it uh, over on Twitter at Yet Pod or via email at YetAnotherAnimePodcast at gmail.com. You can follow my my MyAnimeList at NinjaBoy333, Boy with an I. Uh, we're on all the major podcatcher stores, uh, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, make sure you subscribe and leave a review or at the very least see it with another anime loving friend. if you want more directly support our show, do so on patreon.com links to all of that will be in the show notes uh intro and out to music by sukuichi sakagami tandas.com editing production by ninsoboy media that's it for this episode we air on the first and third Fridays of each month next time on yet another anime podcast as i mentioned it's my anime nyc special but until then and this is appropriate with the cowboy bebop coming out this week see you space cowboy